Welcome to Movies with Heart. I'm your host, Paul Fullhart, joined as always by my illustrious co-host, Sam Fullhart. No relation. And today we're here for another week of movies. This week we're going to be watching the original Willy Wonka 1971, not to be confused with Charlie (laughs) and the Chocolate Factory 2005. This is old school Willy Wonka. Sam, what do you remember from watching this one? Yeah, Paul, I watched this a lot when I was younger, so I I remember a lot about scenes uh, where they're in the chocolate factory, especially some of the more disturbing scenes. Uh, <laughs> say, uh, the one where uh, Augustus, I think is his name, drowns in the chocolate river. Um, and I don't, we don't see him drown on I was screen. Say, but I'll, I'll, be, I'll be a fun one to see, because it's very unclear what happens to that boy. <laughs> I think that his his drowning is is strongly implied. I also, yeah. when I was uh, in, I think, fourth grade, we read the book, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I'm pretty sure that in the book, it is more clear that uh, at least Augustus dies. Yeah, um, oh, it, it is. I was making a joke. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> wait. In the, in the, but in the movie, they don't show it like... It's, if you really wanted yeah, to believe I, I know, he that, survived, that was, that was, yeah, that's that was the joke. What was the joke? <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke about it being um, unclear whether he died or not, but sarcastic. Because Never it mind. is clear that he died. I mean, well, it's they don't explicitly tell you, but anyone that's an adult watching should know whether they yeah. died or not. It's been. I did. It wasn't meant to be a big thing. Okay. Okay. Well, no, just <laughs> derailed the podcast already. Um, yeah. What What do you remember about uh, <laughs> the Chocolate Factory? Uh, anyway, yeah. I, so I remember this movie being very dark. Um, I think when I only saw it as a very young age. I don't think I've seen this movie since I was probably about nine years old. And I remember like the stuff in the cave. They're going through that, and oh like, think, yeah, that's so um, cool. Yeah, and isn't there an Willy, eel or something? I I have no idea what's okay. happening in there, but it was dark and it was spooky, and there was a man named Willy Wonka doing weird things in that <laughs> cave. So who who knows? And I just remember, yeah, well, Willy Wonka creeped me out a ton throughout the movie, and I thought I don't think I got this movie. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't think. Did you like it? I wasn't a big fan of the movie, to be honest, because it was either scary or I just didn't really get it. Um, I didn't really get, I don't think that the character of Charlie or anything really connected with me. I I don't know. I think I just thought his family was weird. (laughs) What about um, just the candy? I remember that being a, a big draw for me. I don't for for whatever reason I don't think I ever I always thought like that it was unsanitary. I think oh well, what, yeah, nine, definitely nine year old. I, I don't know for whatever reason this one like didn't like tap into my childhood wonder of like living out the dreams of like being in a place where you can eat anything. It was more like ew, this seems gross. I think it can just drown in that <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to eat their candy. But it's the 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 chocolate, you know, it's flowing rapidly, you know, by the time 
it it filters out the the kid carcass, <laughs> dead bodies. Yeah, <laughs> so you get the extra nutrients. But yeah, so yeah. I think yeah, I think this one kind of missed me. I don't know for, for wow. whatever reason. I also read the book. Done. Did done you like the, the book? All the background. I don't. I have no idea. I was also like <laughs> nine or eight or nine when I read this book, so I I don't I don't remember how I felt about it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think you know the I think the first part was very boring to me. And the later part was scary and weird. So I think, yeah, I, I, I don't for for whatever reason, I think this one missed me. So I'm going to be excited to see in the later viewing because I've heard a lot of positive things about this movie. Yeah, well, I, I hope that you uh, enjoy it more this time around. I, I will say I don't remember a lot about the first half of the movie pre Chocolate Factory. So I I imagine that I found it pretty boring as a kid as well. So I'm hoping that I'm able to uh, get more out of that this time around. And uh, yeah, is there anything else that you're going to be looking for? I think that's pretty much it. I'll, you know, other than like, I think the Gene Wilder performance, I'm excited to kind of see that. I've heard a lot of great things about it. So I'll be curious yeah. if I maybe appreciate it a little bit more now. I'm also just curious in general what this movie is about or trying to say or that's you know, a good, what i'm gonna take yeah, away from no, this movie because i i really have no concept i mean yeah i just it's got to be something about greed right because <laughs> all of the sense <laughs> i mean all of the the parents and the kids who besides charlie and his grandpa they're all like they're all extremely self-centered right and then they all yeah, get but, punished for it and gee, charlie what's that Okay, yeah, but I think here's where we get to the part where I don't understand it is because Charlie and his grandpa are also both greedy. So then what? why do they, why they not have to die too? Because at the very end, Charlie, like, whatever the test is, he fails it at the end. Oh. I don't remember what it is anymore. And then the oh, whole yeah, you're time, right. And the whole time, Grandpa Joe, he's just trying to live out his glory through his, like, grandson. He's He's being... Totally greedy the whole time. So then, hmm, so maybe Willy Wonka's experiment fails. I can't remember why he changes his mind. Yeah, that, that whole elevator ending part was very unclear to me as a kid. So it'll be fun to yeah see, yeah. see what it is. Do you have anything else you it, want to talk about? I mean, it it does seem it's kind of in the uh, like the grim Grimm's fairy tales mold of uh, like a children's story where bad children get or at least most of the bad children get punished so i feel like we don't get a lot of those uh anymore i mean in in most kids movies you know in the last few decades at least if somebody's bad maybe they'll they'll suffer for a time but then they usually end up you know learning a lesson and then things work out pretty well for them so uh yeah i'm just excited to see something that is in a like a recognizable children's story tradition but not a tradition that you you get a lot of uh you know in in this in this day and age so yeah cool all right well let's get watching and we're back having just watched willy wonka in the chocolate factory sam what are your thoughts Paul, I really liked Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I 
yeah, I, I thought it was uh, it was funny. It was uh, heartwarming in places. Um, I, I loved Gene Wilder's performance. I thought that uh, Charlie was really sweet and cute. Um, I you know I always love uh, Grandpa Joe and his uh, you know enthusiasm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it just I, I think visually it it's just really incredible to look at it obviously it's from another era but it it doesn't it doesn't feel dated um it doesn't it doesn't feel like oh that's just that's kind of the style of 1971 it feels like yeah. just kind of an old movie that with an unspecified time like could have come out in 1971 could have come out in 1951 you know um so yeah what, what did what do you think yeah, I, I definitely agree with all that. And I think I think that the the music really gives it like a kind of a timeless quality because uh, we've, you know, heard heard all these songs a bunch since then. And I think that, yeah, I re- really, really enjoyed this movie. I yeah, again, yeah, I didn't remember all the music. I remembered that there was the Candyman song and I, I remembered some of the general like themes to the music, but I'd forgotten like how big of a that it was essentially a musical. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I really enjoyed that aspect. And then, yeah, I think that, yeah, it really, it was a totally different viewing experience for me than as a child. All of a sudden, like the boring parts early in the movie were instead like hilarious, like sketches um, yeah. <laughs> as they're showing oh. the different people's reactions to trying to get the candy bars. Like that was humor that completely fell flat on nine-year-old paul but now is like some of my favorite stuff was all those like reactions and everything like that i love the the comedic style and then i think the in terms of darkness we totally got it wrong about the drowning in the chocolate um that that boy was totally fine afterwards Uh, wait so can you refresh my memory because i i i I felt like it was a little ambiguous. It was. I thought it was more ambiguous than we thought it was, but I didn't think that it. It's in the, in really the preamb- so. In the preamble, you were pretty definite. Okay. Um, Do you remember the, what the they drowning. said in the movie? Like, oh, in the movie, in the movie, he got out and he was in the fudge room, and wait, he was just going to go home. Where do they say? Do they say that? I think that it's they. They keep it a mystery. Yeah, you you can. They gave all the characters an out, and they they made it sound like Mike TV is going to have a gruesome procedure back to <laughs> health. Yeah, with, what are you going to do? So with with Mike TV, yeah, he's shrunken down so that he's in the the TV, and then um, they yeah they say that they're and they'll you're going to take him to the taffy room where they can restore him to his normal size, and then Willy Wonka says because the one of the Oompa Loompas is expressing some concern about this procedure how it's going to go and he's like no no i won't hold you responsible and yeah, in, indicating that if it funny. goes wrong he's not going to blame the oompa yeah. loompa yeah i um, sam you're acting like i didn't hear any of these lines i heard all of these it's, well I, i'm i'm just making the point that it's the the fate of the children is left uh ambiguous and and when willy wonka is saying things to the effect of oh they're going to be okay they'll be fully intact it's not clear whether he is telling the truth or not. 
That's that's just part of his character, though. But anyway, all right, to our to our viewers that haven't heard this movie in a while or haven't watched it, I'll give a quick quick rundown. It won't take me very long. Basically, we have this world where there's now this famous chocolate maker, Willy Wonka. He has closed his gates off due to people prying on him, trying to get industry secrets. But now he's going to let five people in. These five people are going to be chosen by if they buy a Wonka candy bar and they have a golden ticket inside, then they become one of the uh, lucky chosen. And then they get to view the factory. And then they go to the factory and chaos ensues, as we just talked about. Um, bad, bad things happen to children. And maybe we all learn a lesson at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my, my general thing. Sam, you look like you're still pretty concerned about these children's fates. Well, I like but. that's one thing I like about this movie is that there is so much that is left uh, mysterious, like, um, you know, we're introduced to Oompa Loompas and Willy Wonka talks about how he found them in this like he just just throwing out these r- weird words to describe the place that they allegedly came from and the, you know, creatures that he had to face. But we don't see any of that. And it's not even, I mean, maybe he's just making this up. Maybe he just like found some, like captured some little people and uh, dressed them up. As, it's like, it's very, uh, it's very unclear. Um, so I, I like, I like that it leaves a lot. To, one thing this movie is certainly about is imagination and it leaves a lot to the viewer's imagination. Yeah, I think these are a lot of the really good like changes from the book in this movie is making it more ambiguous. And just in general, they could focus a lot on the character of Willy Wonka and on top of just things in the movie that are explicitly like ambiguous. They also then have the character of Willy Wonka is a person presenting a lot of this and they make him um, <laughs> so is his character so interesting and <laughs> untrustworthy that it may, it adds an even an extra layer of mystery and of I'm not 100% sure how I'm supposed to uh read it read into this uh you definitely appreciate yeah with the impalumpas I think part part of that is they're trying to steer as far away from the problematic aspects of the book I think at the time this movie came out it was in a controversy because I think in the in the book, it's like they're African pygmies. Um, and oh, people right. Were comparing it yeah. to slavery. And huh. so the movie made sure that it, they were like something different than people. Yeah. <laughs> um, to, to be his factory workers huh. that I think are just living there unpaid or something. It's very yeah. unclear what the r- relationship is between Willy Wonka <laughs> and these Impalifas. But the, the yeah. movie did a good job of. They kept kept that further away behind a, sh- a shroud of mystery, so we don't we don't have to worry about those kind of details. <laughs> while watching yeah. this, if they looked more like normal people, then it, it might have been a little more concerning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we bef- should we maybe talk a little more about the pre uh, chocolate factory stuff? Um, just uh, we were. I, 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 I I think in terms of the comedy of the movie, there there's a lot that you get in those early scenes, um, and you and you're kind of, it kind of establishes you know who Charlie is and who these other kids are. I, one thing 
I, I remembered Veruca being a brat. I, I, I don't know as a younger kid if, if I didn't just didn't pick up on things or if I'm just misremembering, but I, I didn't remember how bad all of the other kids are too. Um, you know, Violet and Mike TV. I, I'm going to say I remembered all of them being terrible. <laughs> uh, I guess Augustus, he's, he's a, he, I mean, he's a glutton. He's obsessed with food. He, they don't really, he maybe, maybe he's like a nice boy. They, they don't, but the other, at least the other three are really, really bad. Um, and extremely selfish and, uh, just no, yeah, they don't, they, they, I, I, I mean, Violet and Mike TV each have a specific you know, Violet chews gum and Mike TV loves TV, but they're also ju- like basically just as selfish as Baruka oh, is yeah. too. I mean, uh-huh. and also Augustus, his thing is food and that's all he focuses on as well. Yeah. Like in the interview, right, right. He's, he's just focused on eating. He doesn't want to give the interview. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That, that is yeah, true. No, they, they are, they are four, four little monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, I, I really appreciated like the, cause you know, they're all little children. I appreciated some of the, like the 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 child acting i thought i thought was good like, yeah you know i think it could have could have the movie could have been a lot worse but i think they all sold and they're pretty like you know they're very over the top characters um, yeah so yeah. i think they were they were able to to stay in line um but yeah i really yeah this as we talked about it before this i remember it's mentioning you know as children like the part a lot of the movie takes place pre-factory and i think think you know as a child that part can get boring but i think watching it now it does a great job of setting up uh the the rest of the movie and is just genuinely enjoyable kind of as we were talking about some of these different scenes of people finding you know the tickets you have veruca's father he owns like a peanut factory and he's paying yeah. his peanut shellers to instead um open chocolate bars <laughs> <laughs> and they get like um, a one pound bonus whoever whoever finds the, the yeah the golden ticket gets a one pound bonus <laughs> yeah. hey in, in 1971 money that's a lot of money what like five pounds ten pounds today but the pound is also worth way more back then too yeah so that's um, so we're, we're talking about like potentially like 20 i don't know 20 dollars i was thinking wow. maybe per hour Generous. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but probably not. I think it was just <laughs> twenty dollar per hour raises too much. So yeah, I don't think I don't think be. that's what he was offering. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, it was probably I really, like forty bucks, but <laughs> not great. Um, I really liked. There was one random scene uh, where somebody was somebody says uh, to this woman, "Your husband's life or your case of Wonka bars?" <laughs> like they're. They're holding her husband r- ransom for Wonka bars, and she's like r- really reluctant to give into the demand. It, it seems like she's not gonna uh, give up her Wonka bars yeah, for her husband. Yeah, her her husband's not gonna do t- too well in this hostage yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was super super fun and creative stuff that they added in there, and there, there's a few others. And they, yeah, they're just so like over the top, but in this world, it, it kind of helps establish the world. As it's yeah. a little bit like it's like reality, but a little larger than life. And there's just this almost this extra cloud on it that makes it kind of all work together. And you're not like 
you don't get bogged down by the fact that people are considering these chocolate bars like the, the greatest thing that's ever happened yeah. in the world. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I, I love during this part, they have a newscaster yeah. that's kind of bringing you to all these different uh, scenarios. And just like the the way he presents these, I, I just thought that was so funny and I added a lot to those opening scenes. Yeah, he's so deadpan. And he's yeah. like, he says something about, he's like, uh you know there are other important things like many more important things uh besides <laughs> you know wonka bars and like offhand i can't think of anything but surely uh, <laughs> surely there's something yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then so yeah we have all that going on and then we also have um we have the famous Candyman scene um i i, I remember this one Talking about things as a kid. I really enjoyed this scene as a kid too. You know, I mentioned earlier yeah. that like maybe the chocolate factory didn't seem as quite as like appealing to me as a kid in terms of wish fulfillment. But this candy shop sure had a wish fulfillment for, for me as a, <laughs> as a little kid. Cause they like, it's just the, the shelves, all the different candies he's throwing out. It was so like aesthetically pleasing the way the different candies, they did a great job of just filming um candy and making it look really really tasty um and so and then and it opens the, the too song. with just seeing chocolate being made uh, yeah so. i loved the opening the the opening yeah. was so good where you you see it's basically machines pouring chocolate um to make these different confectionaries and yeah it looks so it's just really filmed in a really interesting way getting to like see them take shape um, yeah, very. I was quite mesmerized. Um, but and then I love the Candyman song. Like, I that's just that's a that's a classic, right there. It is. Um, I I'm, doesn't that I think that song predates the movie because I, I think there's a Sammy Davis. I, I'm curious. I he he I mean, covered I, it, Sam. He covered. Okay, that <laughs> the makes movie, sense. The song was made for the movie. Okay, that you. makes more sense. I was. I don't know. Oh man. Uh, Oh my gosh! We'll just for, for edit that out. You think um, this movie paid for Sammy Davis's song <laughs> to be? Uh, in the movie? That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> when uh, they have people writing other songs, nah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So, and uh, what what did you think of of Charlie and uh, his? Uh, um, yeah, I, I guess as a kind of counter counterpoint to the other kids. Yeah, and so and I, yeah, and I think a lot of what all of this super over the top stuff does is it helps kind of establish in this world that like it's a very greedy world, and, and people yeah. are re people are really into some these material things, and then you have and as a foil to that, or well, I guess that's a foil to Charlie, <laughs> the, yeah, the alleged main character of this movie, and he's just like first of all, just super adorable kid. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, second huge more, yes. blonde hair, yeah. yeah, yeah, that hair is wild. Um, but anyway, he's he's with his family, all four of his grandparents are bedridden, his yeah. dad's apparently dead or gone. Not he's not dead, in the picture okay, yeah, yeah, they they say he's dead, <laughs> <laughs> all right, good to uh, know. And <laughs> so, he's they're just trying to make ends meet. He, they, you know, all the other kids. Their, their parents are buying them a bunch of these Wonka bars to try to give them a chance for a ticket. But he's like lucky to get one bar to open on his birthday type scenario. So he's he's much, um, yeah, worse, worse off 
but he's even despite that he still has like hope and ch- childlike wonder with it but he's not he's also realistic he's like i want to give this money um to help the family instead and then his his parents his mom and grandparents are like oh no you should get the chocolate bar but he he really he's he's the one person in this movie that it puts um other people above himself and right. so establishes that early on and he, I mean, he gets his golden ticket by buying uh, a bar for his grandpa. So, exactly. uh, yeah. Um, so it's his, his uh, you know, concern for someone else that gets him the golden ticket in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which maybe leads us. Yeah, yeah. And then we can segue into the, in, yeah, we can, <laughs> into the grandpa um, dance. Yeah dance scene i remember as a kid i just was like oh this is super fun the grandpa's getting out of bed and he's dancing around or what have you but now watching this get a very different interpretation of the scene and this is this is when you realize that charlie may be good but not everyone in his family is a good non-greedy person and so grandpa joe when he sees charlie has the ticket he he grabs it and he goes into his song where he uses words like I, mine, and yeah. many other this is my ticket type words. I'm trying to think. I've got um, a golden ticket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all um it's all me. <laughs> and yeah. that song. Well, so And the fact that the grandparents have been bedridden for twenty years, I feel like that was kind of a comedic way of indicating that they're pretty selfish it, it didn't it, and, and he's able to fairly quickly uh get on his feet and move around just fine so it um exactly yeah, like the, maybe the, the motivation of being able to go somewhere cool also yeah. has him feeling pretty good yeah it's, yeah i think that's a character that i did not get as a kid because i i just took him as like the fun grandpa and then in this movie it's like oh wait he's like representative of all the bad stuff and he's like a temptation person right. for charlie right like a bad... <laughs> yeah I, I mean it's a little out of order but uh you know all of the Good. kids do something bad and char you know charlie is the one kid who survives the bad thing that he does they, they go into this room with uh bubbles and if you uh eat the bubbles then you you can like or float. you drink the soda Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, you drink it right, uh, and then you can float. And the grandpa, Grandpa Joe, tempts Charlie to. You know, it didn't seem like Charlie was going to do that on his own, um, but he does it because of his grandpa. Uh, and um, yeah, do do you think do you think that? Do, I, I mean, in the logic of the movie, it, it kind of makes sense that Charlie doesn't get punished for that because it wasn't really at his uh he wasn't the one who was pushing for that um but uh yeah what what did what did you think about about that uh choice to have charlie also break the rules and then not get in trouble yeah i think i think in this case yeah i think overall yeah it it worked because it was the grandpa who, who was the one who kind of put put him up to it though i will say uh, he did not exactly protest when his grandpa yeah. suggested it. He was just immediately like, oh, yeah, I don't see why not. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and this is on the heels of uh, Augustus, you know, getting 
uh, sucked up into the chocolate river and, and, you know, he's now he's out also. Oh, okay. Had just, um, or Violet. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. It was Violet. I don't even remember what happened to Veruca. To be honest, I'm blanking on. She goes into the garbage chute. Um, she's singing her song. It's the bad egg. Yeah. 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 She, she's yeah she's the third to go so yeah yeah we've already lost violet and <laughs> augustus at this point yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i think yeah i think the way that it is acted i think it's a little interesting um about as far as why you know he still gets to to be okay is the movie trying to say that like no one's perfect <laughs> i don't i don't know yeah. quite um quite where the movie's going or maybe it's and maybe it's that wonka and what maybe talked about more but maybe something that i almost read on this is maybe wonka never cared about whether they did a bad thing or not it just so happened that a lot of them did bad stuff that like made it so that they physically could not continue the tour oh Um, yeah because well if they were, if they really do get restored, then couldn't they have just br- brought them back along? Or, or he didn't want to wait that long. Yeah, he's an impatient man. As yeah, as he says, oh, there's what t- too oh. much time and too little to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, because I think I don't know. And kind of as you were talking about earlier, when we were talking about, I think I can't remember who, but. With some one of the kids, um, gruesome deaths, you know, we're talking about the way that Willy Wonka reacts to them, and it's like, oh no, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> <Other than Yeah. laughs> like, um, you know, when they're that, you know, when it's, they're talking about, yeah, as we talked about before, like, oh yeah, it'll probably be fine. <laughs> and then it's yeah, like, 50 50 yeah, chance that, that kid's not going to be fine at all. Incinerated, kids yeah, having a, yeah. gonna have a gruesome procedure, um, yeah. But, like, I don't know. There's something about the way he doesn't tell any of the rules beforehand and, like, sends them out into a room where there's everything's edible. And then all of a sudden, the river's off limits, even though he had just said it's unedible. I'm also still yeah. not unconvinced that he didn't just push Augustus into the river. I don't know if you were watching that. Right. He goes over to Augustus, and that's when he's right next to him, that's when Augustus falls into the river so <laughs> yeah i was yeah I, it's I half was, implied that he like he moves his hands it like yeah. he, technically he never he never touches them augustus falls in but it seems like he was gonna push him in if he didn't fall in yeah and <laughs> does he, he make us like he startles him right yeah that's why he falls in. so yeah. that's why he fought yeah <laughs> but yeah and just he had never established the rules that the river was off limit or like in the other room yeah. like with mike tv like he's like, oh no, don't do that. And then like it's the the Oompa Loompa turns on the machine. Like they just yeah. need to turn on the machine <laughs> to have him do it. So it seems like in in all of these they could have easily been avoided. And he didn't explain the problem, so it's hard to even blame these. They're literal children, and he didn't explain why these things were bad, and there really right. wasn't like a reason. So the only thing that really had to do. Sp- explicitly with greed was the gobstopper so it, it made me think that maybe all that mattered is that you just gave up the gobstopper yeah and, right and all the other stuff was just like 
Willy Wonka having a good time. <laughs> right. <laughs> some, ruining some kids' lives. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, this guy impersonating Slugworth, who is Willy Wonka's uh, chief competitor, he tells all these... But he's, this, this guy is actually not Slugworth. He's... Uh, a Willy Wonka employee. Um, <laughs> the he tells one other the, human employee, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tells all the kids that he wants them to uh, take an everlasting gobstopper. They're, they're these uh, gobstoppers that you can suck them forever and they, they never shrink. Um, don't lose any of their flavor. Um, he, wants, he wants a kid to bring one of these to him so that he can steal the recipe. And... Um, yeah, you see him whispering in the ears of uh, each child as they get their golden ticket. He was v- very good at getting to the, the kids right away. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we can talk about this in the picks. Yeah. yeah, we'll just say here. Like, for the other kids besides Charlie, it makes sense because by the time we see him talking to them, there's news reporters there. So, theoretically, there's been yeah. enough time for, like, the whole world has found out who got the ticket and like internet. It was like international news reporters have traveled to this place. So it's theoretical that he could have also traveled versus Charlie is (sighs) one minute off of getting his ticket and Slugworth is there (laughs) and no one knows other than the initial crowd. So how on that one, it clearly his, his golden ticket senses are tingling. I guess, sorry, (laughs) actually I take that back. It all makes sense. Um, cause I initially read that cause I didn't remember that Slugworth was a Wonka employee, but he's a Wonka employee. So he know he could know where the ticket chocolate bars were shipped to and be there. Oh, that's he might, he true. might not know when, but for the last, for all the other ones, you could explain it by reporters and then Charlie, there's just one left. So he knows where it is. Okay. Right, problem, problem that, solved. That makes total <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, uh, so Willy Wonka, he so does he tell them right off the bat that, like, he doesn't tell them what they're supposed or no he he tells them there's a story about what they're supposed to get if they complete the tour right they get like it's, a lifetime supply of uh, chocolate bars or something yep that that, that yeah. is what uh, they're there for and then he once Charlie finishes the tour he says he's not going to give him that. Um, and it's because he broke because uh, of the the bubbles. Because of the right? bubbles, yep. Yeah, um, but then as soon as uh, Charlie gives back his gobstopper, then he tells him he's going to give him the entire factory. So, uh, what <laughs> was quite the change? <laughs> yeah, I felt like that was pretty abrupt. And I mean, it's a kids' movie, so you know, I don't. I would give it some latitude, uh, but. I will say, as a kid's movie, to me as a kid, I never even understood the end of the movie. It happened so fast. I didn't even get what the problem was or why it was resolved. As a kid, to be honest, I this was the first time I've ever watched this movie and understood the ending. Um, So I think I I think I'm in the same boat. I I don't think I'd ever gotten it before either. (laughs) Like I hate to say it, but I wasn't. It happened too fast for me to follow as a kid. <laughs> so it's hard to yeah i'm thinking that the, the movie was running over budget and they needed to get the movie finished is unfortunately yeah. what i think happened at the end there um that, um, that that's really the the best reading i i have of the of the ending 
Yeah, it it, does, it makes it confusing. Like, was this his plan all along? Why would he use this method for picking a replacement? And what if nobody had returned their Govstopper? Uh, you have to try again. Plus yeah, more tickets, baby. Plus, you're gonna sell some more chocolate bars while you're at it. It's a win-win. Right, right. <laughs> Just keep doing it. <laughs> Murder yeah. about five kids every every few weeks and call it. <laughs> Maybe eventually one will be good, and then you'll have your replacement. And sell a lot of chocolate on the way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think. Yeah, it's definitely a little muddled at the end, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we talk maybe some more about specific uh, rooms or, or just maybe things yeah. that we really liked in the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, that sounds great. And before we do that, I'm actually going to jump back to something I really liked before the Chocolate Factory. Because there's one scene that I don't want to miss. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um and that would be the ultimate redemption arc of a scene. My least favorite scene as a kid, the one that I like skipped, um, was the mom's song. Oh. Scene. And as a kid, this one bored the hell out of me. And I'm going to be honest, as an adult, this one, this one had me choked up a little bit. Um, I thought, this. so basically this scene, it's right after his mom's had to kind of try to be realistic with Charlie. I think... Um, he's telling her like, oh, I'm going to get this chocolate bar. It's going to have the gold ticket. And then she, and this world of everyone's like larger than life and like greedy. She's the one, like she's a realist and she's clearly someone that's kind of been beaten down by life. And she tells her son, like, well, it's most likely not going to happen. And everything's going to be just the same as it was before when all these tickets are found. And so and I think, you know, the movie could have just left it that and you're like, oh, that's a, an annoying mean mom or whatever, you know, just ruining the party. But instead, she has this beautiful song afterwards. And it's all about like, you know, her like it's hard on her having to tell her son this, but it's like, you know, the tough position she is in as a single parent. And I don't know this. The song was I thought was like the lyrics were just really, really beautiful and. Um, yeah perfect for that moment and just added so much heart into the movie right because yeah all the other songs are a little bit uh whimsical and yeah this one's like this struggling single mother yearning for a better life for her son um i'll I'll admit yeah when it when the song started i kind of i was like ready to be (laughs) bored by it but i actually i I also really really liked it (laughs) um all right, now, yes. now, all right, now let's go to the factory. I just couldn't couldn't miss that scene because uh-huh. I think that's like what takes this movie to like it adds a little bit of extra like heart to the movie. Um, but all right, tell let's tell me about let's give me a scene from the factory. Um, well, I mean, I liked all the Oompa Loompa songs after the yeah. kids are uh, <laughs> you know meet their their ends. Uh, and yeah, I, I like. I mean. Sometimes you get like text in the, in the screen too. There will be like boxes mm-hmm. where you see the Oompa Loompas and then boxes with text. I kind of kind of like that. Um, it's and they just basically like talk about how bad the kid was and just kind of summarize for you what was wrong with that kid. Um, so um, 
Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, those those were hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the the and the songs are all pretty similar uh, and very catchy. Um, yeah, and they're kind of like foreboding. I feel like it goes kind of w- along with like the kind of the grim fairy tale kind of aspect of the movie where these these are all kind of right after it gives you like that grim lesson learned in a kind of a foreboding way the way they sing it yeah it's like it's both funny and dark at the same time (laughs) (laughs) um what about what about you give us yeah i think for for me i mean i i love all right i didn't like it as much before but this time going when they get into the big candy room or whatever, and then you get the song, um, like, is it just called Imagination? I'm not, yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Pure Imagination but, or yeah, something. Pure Imagination. I think, I mean, I think that's just like such an, I mean, that's just an incredible song. Uh, that, and so just having that, um, start and then you have Willy Wonka, he's kind of leading them all. And he's like, all right, you have to stay behind me. And then he goes like, down three steps of these stairs and he jumps back up one step (laughs) and he keeps doing this while while the music's going and just these interesting stairs and the way it's shot it's like the distance with the camera the way it's tracking them i thought was really cool um coming down into it and i think it does such a good job of building the anticipation uh for for what we're about to see and it's it it's uh, yeah I thought that was really effective and then finally you get to the bottom and he's like all right go for it and then you open <laughs> up into the into the world um, which I I will say I I don't think it's still definitely it looks like they were on a, a a budget for their set and you know it's a little older but I'll I'll I think that they did a good job in terms of set design and making it like cool and engaging environment for them to all explore uh, yeah it's, you know. It's a- it's, it's very bright. Like, There's like a lot of variety yeah. of, of it. so even if it doesn't like look the I don't I don't think I'd want to drink from that chocolate river. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was not well, my first inclination. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah, I thought that that scene was just executed so well. Yeah. Um I I totally forgot about this scene, but I, I liked when they're just getting in and he makes them sign this yeah. waiver um and it's like insanely long and the the font just gets smaller and smaller as you go um and later on when he's reading from it he has to get a magnifying glass out to make out what it says and there's like a lot of latin in it um, yeah yeah oh man yeah yeah and that actually that leads into one of my next favorite scenes maybe we're just going to talk about all the scenes in the factory (laughs) but um my next one is so they they've signed the contract they're good to go and he's like all right through this door and they go through this door and it leads into this room with these like weirdly like there's weird patterns on the walls it's kind of psychedelic and then it just like the room narrows and it just ends with a wall And so all of them crowd into this room that finishes with this wall. And you're like, this is weird. And then they're like, how do we get out? And Luanka is like the door, of course. <laughs> and they're like, that's where we just came from. And then they open it up and it's a completely new um, area. And then they're like, oh, how do we get back? And it's like, got to go forward. <laughs> get out. <laughs> Which is kind of foreboding, but also yeah. interesting. And then they continue, Wonka continues walking to the room and all of a sudden the room like shrinks at the end. So all of a sudden he looks huge. And I think all of this part 
it's key in establishing like you know if they had just gone straight from the front to then gone into the chocolate area i think it would have felt a little just disjointed but by adding these kind of extra scenes you have like you know like the impossible door thing where it just the room just opens up to another room and stuff like that where it helps separate you from like reality a little bit like there already has been some kind of big stuff happening but this one it kind of take lets you know like oh now that we're in wonka's factory like the rea- the lines between like reality and like fiction are getting blurred here so you're like it kind of it's the more of like an imagination world that's not quite bound by our world's rules and i th- i thought that was a really like smart an effective way of kind of establishing that and shifting where like the audience is at and what they're willing to accept. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. Cause yeah, up, up into this, uh, we've just been in this incredible, not necessarily, not completely realistic, but very, like very bleak and yeah. dark world. And so it is, yeah, it's nice to have that transition. Um, I, I, I remember this scene uh, pretty vividly and it stuck out this time around. Um, I like it, but it, it it's definitely sticks out a bit from the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. um, the scene where they, they get on that uh, boat and they go into this tunnel and there's just like all kinds of crazy images flashing before their eyes. There's like, you see like insects and some kind of like slithering creature and is there some kind of like chicken getting killed or some yeah i like think that? that's a thing that happens yeah <laughs> and just like these flashing lights it, this def- feels like the most psychedelic uh of, this is where it's like oh yeah this is 1971 um mm-hmm. and I I, st- I think I still like it. I mean, Willy Wonka is like singing a song while it's happening and he just looks crazy. Uh, it really adds to the forebodingness of it all. Um, but yeah, like visually, it's very different from the rest of the movie. And it's like, yeah, it's just so much scarier, uh, you know, visually than, than anything else they encounter. Um, yeah. It's like, why is there this spooky tunnel in your factory? Yeah. <laughs> why, why did you make this? <laughs> but, um, I know. Like, and it doesn't yeah. go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I guess, I don't know. Like what's the, like why I, I still don't think I fully understand why that is there, you know, like in terms of like what it's like supposed to be saying or doing throughout the movie. But I also, I mean, I maybe I don't get it, but I, I like it. Like you know, the sure the the green screen of the it all <laughs> doesn't like age perfectly. But I think Gene Wilder really sells this scene. I think as you were saying, he has the singing, and then he does this thing with his eyes where he's looking <laughs> one direction, and then he looks the other direction. And it's like back and forth while he's singing. It's super creepy. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I guess it, I mean, it, it establishes just, it, it, it reinforces how mysterious and creepy think, and yeah. a little bit psychotic uh, yeah. Willy Wonka is. <laughs> I guess that's true. After that point, you're like, all right, before he was um, what, whatever, you, you'd say eccentric. <laughs> and now now he's gone into the the mad territory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah oh, that's that's such a good one and the other one that i would want to mention is the the bubble scene which we talked before about how it got started but then you have um charlie and his grandpa floating up with these bubbles and i don't know how they did it but those are the most aesthetically pleasing bubbles that i've ever observed in my life um they have them up above this entire room filled with bubbles and they have the the main theme of like imagination playing as well and i just and you have charlie and his grandpa floating and i think that's the scene that could have aged poorly with like all the like you know effects and ropes and whatnot they have to use to pull it off but i thought it looked really good and i just i thought it was it's just such a like a beautiful and just like inspires like just the wonder and imagination that's like encapsulated into that one scene i, I thought that that one in terms of like when they're in the factory that was the one that really stood out to me as like wow that was like incredible yeah i, I also really like from kind of like a appealing to to children like yeah. child's fantasy the the way that they have to escape death is by burping um <laughs> that, that makes them start to fall so i really like that too and, and i remember that from watching it as a kid um really liking that yeah. so um yeah well I, I don't think i have any other scenes cool. that i uh, yeah, yeah, that, maybe you, um, yeah we've started talking about them quite a bit but maybe do we, we can go into some characters do you want to how, what do you think about Willy Wonka? Yeah, I, I think I mean I think he's amazing. I think that Gene Wilder does such a good job of uh, keeping him kind of a mystery, and uh, yeah, um, it's just it's hard to know. It's really hard to hard to tell when he is uh, being truthful and when he's lying. Um, his, I, I mean, he. His disdain for the kids is evident early on. It kind of feels like when he first, I think he first meets Veruca and he seems like maybe he's a little bit genuinely excited, but like by the end, he's just <laughs> over these kids already. Um, and um, yeah, I uh, I think, yeah, he, he just, um, and, and I, I don't yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, I think he could have gone bigger with it. I, I think I think he does such a great job of keeping keeping some mystery while also conveying that this guy is kind of crazy uh, and um, not someone that you would trust. You'd want to trust your kids with. Uh, yeah. Did you have any other thoughts on him? Yeah, I think you really hit it where you said you know he could have gone like bigger with this, and I think that's. The more they established his like centricities and kind of weirdness more through like his the t- you know this like tone of voice when he's talking to them or whatever you can see his disdain or like his sarcasm or his uncaring he just randomly speaks different languages at oh so yeah points in this movie he he quotes a lot of things and slightly misquotes them and then will like sometimes correct himself. And he says just a lot of weird stuff. And the whole time, his eyes are so shifty. He's just doing these weird weird eye movements looking around the whole time. And those things, it's all much smaller. He's not like, he doesn't have like the huge hand gestures or any of the like big physical stuff. He's pretty like contained otherwise. And I think that really helps to throw off guard. It made me wonder, I was wondering like, 
was he whose idea was to like do the different languages and the different quotes like if that was gene wilder or if that was indeed just what the the screenwriter um went with I, yeah it's that's hard, a good question a little hard to tell uh-huh. yeah but yeah i thought i thought that was so cool and i think just going the kind of the overall character of willy wonka it's so interesting and i'm glad they focused on him in this movie because I, I think he's the more interesting character i'd say because i think you you get a lot i like how they leave a lot of like you we we get to see this weird and mysterious man but then before we get to the factory we've already like heard some about him so we've already have like these ideas before we meet him and we kind of get to know like sounds like he's someone who you know he used to have this great factory that had all these workers and then there's a bunch of people stealing trade secrets from him so it seems like he's someone that like kind of maybe once had a childlike wonder and had this incredible factory but now he's become jaded um by the world and like closed himself off and is trying to maintain that like world of imagination and like purity of his factory but he's clearly like lost that forever and which is then when we get to him get to actually meet him it's this yeah like kind of unhinged like kind of imaginative but also instead of childlike wonder he's gotten like much darker (laughs) in his his time but then there's still part of him that thinks like you know i guess his ultimate scheme is for a child to to take over and i think and i think that does go back to i think because he thinks and maybe it's because he thinks he's lost at this point like his childlike wonder to be able to continue creating these incredible things so he wants someone that will be able to have that again to to take over for him um who can right. hopefully like maybe not have to lose it at some point or whatnot right yeah um yeah were there any other characters that stood out to you i mean we talked about how charlie's really cute i think that's kind of just needs to be cute and wholesome and enthusiastic um yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought Grandpa Joe's performance was really good. Um he's <laughs> interesting and pretty pretty terrible character <laughs> to to be honest. Um but I I thought like the just yeah, the, that like first scene with him skipping around the room, <laughs> I thought it's it's so good. But and then yeah, I think I really like the kids' performances. <laughs> and yeah. also their their parents i think do a really good job with being like they're all they're all like different versions of terrible parent yeah <laughs> enjoy each of them right yeah with the with veruca's dad you just have the incredibly like groveling always caves into his daughter parent and it i like too that he is like he's the owner of a factory he's like a very powerful guy but when it comes to his daughter he's just like gives her anything mm-hmm. that she wants um and then with violet you have like the politician dad like the salesman he's just always uh, used car salesman used car <laughs> yeah used car salesman yeah exactly <laughs> um and uh let's yeah what was i'm trying to think what was mike tv's mom like mike tv's mom was kind of like the like distant parent that just like as their kid watched tv all oh day, right yeah <laughs> And kind of just was, you know, she she just didn't have much of a, like a backbone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of let it happen. And then you have Augustus's mom, which 
she was just part of the same gluttony yeah. that her, her son had. You have the scene where Gus's dad like eats the microphone, like the top <laughs> yeah. of the microphone when the guy, the interviewer, like is trying to get him to say something. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. Lot, lot, I think in terms of we've recently been talking about a lot of the bad like side character acting in Batman movies. Yeah. I think in this movie you have really, really strong, like smaller performances. You know, I think the mom, I think the candy man, I think like, you know, those are some like small but really strong performances. Yeah. And I mean the teacher, he's funny. Yeah. He's like clearly <laughs> an incompetent teacher. Can't <laughs> like he's trying to explain percentages to his kids and just it's such a bad job. And like Charlie says he's only he's only bought like two uh, Willy Wonka bars, mm-hmm. and so he's trying to like do two. What is it? Two out of ten thousand. He like can't. It's two two out of a thousand. Yeah. Two out of a thousand. And that's like too small of a number. For, he doesn't know what the percentage is there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who is your favorite of the child performances? Oh man, that's a great question. I think. Man, I think I might have to give it to Veruca in terms of like the other kids. Her like her like British whining is just yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, she's she's my favorite too. I, I think she has the most over-the-top performance, but she's like just so <laughs> nailed down that selfish, bratty, like rich British kid. Uh yeah. I yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, I love it. Um yeah, maybe the next thing talking about, I would wonder. Like speaking of British, it's a weird oh. place in, <laughs> in England where it's a, apparently German town. <laughs> it looks um, all of the buildings really remind me of Germany. It's really really interesting <laughs> that this place in England that looks exactly like a place in Germany. <laughs> yeah, why they decided to film there. I was I'm really it was money. Yeah, right. It's also confusing that there are so many Americans living in this town too. Yeah, the the accents are all over the place. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, there's sure like Mike TV and um. Oh, Violet. they filmed but, it in Germany. Yeah. Um, I I, but, I knew that. <laughs> but is it sorry? Uh, but is it? Where do they ever say? Where do they it's, say that it's, it's set in England? In England. They they okay. say it at some point. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like sure, sure. Mike TV and Violet are and their parents. They're from America, but there's other people in this England that just have. Yeah, Charlie's um, from. He's from, he's yeah. from England. <laughs> there, there's a lot of characters that just have American accents over here. In right. This weird British, uh, German, English place. <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't know for me for some reason it adds all as the charm i think also with like it being like about chocolate making for some reason the german aspect yeah. i always think of like german chocolate it kind of just works for me even yeah. if it doesn't make any sense yeah i always right. thought that was funny um also um, do you um do you question do you know who like funded this movie sam I don't. Um, All right. Well, I'm I'm about to about to I'm blow your mind. To hear, yeah. About so earlier in the movie, we were talking about how aesthetic it looked with them making 
the chocolates and how how good it all worked. And then we talked about it. Everyone wants to buy these Wonka bars. But you know what? This movie oh. is secretly a commercial. Oh right. For, oh, I for do. A, a candy company. Um, I'm trying to remember who. I think it was Quaker Oats. And yeah. Then, it was their their chocolate division to promote a new candy bar. But on the other hand, you have this movie that's about the, you know, the badness of greed. And you have Wonka, who's been disenchanted with the corporate life as he's trying to run this chocolate factory. But then right. on top of that, you, it, was a, it was a company paying for uh-huh. the movie that was saying all these things. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess they just maybe they didn't care about. They're like, oh well, people will buy our candy regardless of the theme. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, exactly, and that's allegedly also why they changed the name, and because the book's called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and they changed it to Willy Wonka, and it sounds like the big part of that was because they wanted, because they're called Wonka bars. They wanted Willy Wonka to be in the title so that huh. people would associate the movie more straight, like clearly to, to Wonka bars. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I've enjoyed some some Wonka candy over the years. Um, oh, yeah. I love me some good gobstoppers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what, yeah, what I, we talked about the themes a little bit, but we haven't really done a done a like dedicated discussion to the themes do you have uh do you have any general thoughts on what the what the movie's trying to say um yeah i'd say i'm i'm a little unclear i would say like i think you can maybe go straight forward i just yeah talked a little bit i guess the the crux of it is like be a good not greedy person i think it's you know kind of you know i mean at the end of the day it's a children's movie so usually you got to have like your kind of key moral simple there um and it's you know charlie doesn't take the stuff and he gives back the the gobstopper and he's his good deed is rewarded monetarily (laughs) yeah (laughs) through through a large international company yeah (laughs) Right, it's but, like if you're um, a good person, then you will ultimately prosper, I guess. Yeah, I think. But I, yeah. So and the, there's that. Anything else that you're seeing in here? Not, not really. Uh, I mean, it, it like it recognizes kind of the world that we're thrown into is is one where like really you know bad people have a ton of money and you know charlie the the big kid the the kid with the big dreams and the pure heart is just down on his luck um and i'm like yeah and and you can kind of see the like the unfairness well you know that the 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 game is rigged against charlie um because all of these you know wealthier kids they can just they can afford to buy so many chocolate bars so they're chances of getting one go up a lot um i don't know if willy wonka thought about that um before he uh, <laughs> you know decided on this um but uh yeah so i i guess i i kind of in, yeah may, maybe interpreted it a little bit as a it, it kind of recognizes the the unfairness of how things actually are and then kind of gives you a wish fulfillment um like you're presented with a world where things actually you know you um good people prosper bad people suffer um 
Yeah, in this that's... case, you get the one in a million where his, you know, his mom gives him the realism talk where you're not going to win the lottery, but then he ends up winning the lottery. So you get to, <laughs> yeah. for, for a moment, think, oh, maybe there is a chance. Um, I will say, I think every, everyone in this movie seems to be bad because you also have Grandpa, who's like, he's he's also selfish and greedy and he, he's also poor. So it happens to everyone in this Right. He's at least movie. excited for Charlie. I, I think th- their relationship is... <laughs> he's excited is a, for himself. I guess it's like a parasitic relationship. I felt like their it's, relationship was at least better than any of the other... Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's you fair. know, mom, son, father, daughter pairings. <laughs> that, that's that's fair. Yeah, um, although yeah. that's a that's a low bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I guess maybe kind of relating to all that is kind of the story of Willy Wonka, which we already kind of talked about. How you know he's someone that came up bright eyed and imaginative into <laughs> the world, and then you know the the. Um, the greed and like of like the corporate world and corporate espionage yeah. got him um, jade, jaded yeah. about it. But he, you know, he thinks that you know, getting someone that's like not like that is the the secret to having like his successful company. But yeah, I right. Think, they think we think we've hit on it. Um, I think. With that, I, 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 do you have anything else that you wanted to hit on, or should we jump right. jump into picking some nits? Yeah, let's pick some nits. Yeah, yeah, we've 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 praised this movie enough. It's time uh-huh. time to be have very specific and huh. unimportant critiques. Yeah, uh, you want to hit us with one? Yeah, I might need a, a second to to find. Um, all right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do one. Yeah, right, it talks about the where all the Wonka bars are located. And the newscaster mentions that they're on all five of the world's <laughs> continents. Um, oh, <laughs> even if you like, I, yeah, even if you're not counting like Antarctica or whatever, um, because that's like a huge ice thing. There's, you, you just, I wonder which continent they were forgetting. Yeah, right. That's because <laughs> yeah. even even if you like don't knock that one out, that that it still leaves the continent that was forgotten. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, I totally that's not even that. that's a, like a nitpick. That's, that's just like they forgot Australia or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of on a similar note, uh, at one point, uh, a woman they're talking about like the chances of somebody getting. Uh, one of these golden tickets and this uh, character says that there are a hundred billion people in this world um, so I, I, I like this isn't a nitpick but it seems like the, this is some kind of fantasy world that is like is it supposed to be a, a like a, a future world where the population has just exploded I thought that she said a hundred billion chocolate bars Oh, is that, oh, did I just mishear that? Maybe, oh, no. <laughs> I think I could have misheard it, too. But I, th- I think that's what she said. Okay. That's a lot of chocolate bars, though. It is a crazy amount of chocolate <laughs> bars. That was one of the things that I was wondering about. <laughs> this man is making so much money from his chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to sell 100 billion chocolate bars. That's yeah. also, even if, so this is made in 1971. I don't know. Is there roughly a billion people in the world at this time? I think Maybe several billion. Okay, are we up to several? Yeah. 
We can't yeah. be up to too many. But anyway, that means that like per person, if they're selling all these chocolate <laughs> bars, and this is the <laughs> entire world. So obviously, <laughs> a lot of these people are not actually capable of doing this, especially in 1971. That means that like if everyone were buy one, that's like 50 chocolate bars a person. <laughs> yeah in a short uh, amount of time that's, they're really flooding the market yeah so so even if we're not talking about people if we're talking about chocolate bars it's <laughs> still still an extreme number um let's see i think we we already we already we already discussed the the flawed um ticket system a little bit in terms of if the is <laughs> really trying to find this nice yeah. young replacement probably a thing that the competition that benefits people that can buy a lot of chocolate bars is a bad um, call. <laughs> There's another thing that's never quite explained about this system also is how does he know that children are going to win? Adults oh. can buy chocolate bars too. Yeah. <laughs> and the teacher seems... in world talks about going to buy chocolate bars himself. Right. It seems like at least one of the, I mean, and there are many more adults than children. So presumably yeah. there would be a couple adults who would get Yeah, this. they have more money too. Yeah. <laughs> children, obviously in this case it was their parents, but there's a lot of, a lot of adults out there. And the, like the one person that's caught cheating is an adult winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess is it, yeah. Like I think in world it's because like, it's just the magic of it, and children are gonna win because they're more like interested. I don't know. They they have the pure hearts of who want to win or something, even though their parents are just buying a lot of chocolate bars for them. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. we we the Wonka took a risk when he his idea was to find children and made a competition open to the adult population. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're one of those factory workers, uh, wh why would you? Wouldn't you just hide the fact that you had found the golden ticket? Because if you're getting a one pound bonus, like you could get the golden ticket, go on the tour, which itself would be cool, presumably, potentially get a lifetime supply of Willy Wonka products. That's worth so much more than one pound. Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, she definitely shouldn't have been so excited about it when she found it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll say in the movie's defense, they clearly had, like, there was a foreman out watching oh. them. And when she finds it, he immediately goes to her and, like, grabs. He's okay. holding on to her wrist and, like, brings her up. Okay. But so there clearly was, like, supervision to make sure that they weren't going to hide it. But also, she could have totally been less obvious <laughs> about it and at least tried yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um all right um let's see oh this is this isn't a nitpick but i just want to mention i love Willy wonka's flute he just randomly a few <laughs> times in the movie pulls out this like miniature flute and just pl plays a few notes just for <laughs> for the heck of it um i just just wanted to call that out <laughs> yeah yeah that's good um I had one other thing related to the fake Slugworth character. Mm -hmm. Why didn't anybody notice that this guy just pops up every time a kid gets a golden ticket and whispers something in the kid's ear? Nobody was like, hey, what, what are you doing here? Uh, who are you? Uh, yeah, he's even caught on camera in several and yeah. multiple of the people's um, interviews. <laughs> right. 
And you could understand, obviously, the the Willy Wonka people aren't going to be bothered by him. This is all part of their plan. But wouldn't like a newscaster or concerned citizen or one of the parents say something? Yeah, like why? Why is this creepy guy with this huge scar on his face? Yeah, coming up and whispering to all these children. <laughs> it's it's def- definitely quite definitely questionable. <laughs> all right, um, I think that's. I think we've already hit on all all of my critiques. You used or nitpicks. You used a couple of them. Um, okay. Let's see. Yeah, I think one other thing I just had a specific note of. If we're just going to call out small things, is I really liked the shot when Charlie. Oh, and I thought of my other nitpick. But <laughs> uh, first, I'll get there's the the shot when Charlie does open the the chocolate bar with the golden ticket. I just thought it's such a good shot of him and his grandpa on the bed. It's like just perfectly framing each of them on the side. I thought the way it's kind of pulled in, it like makes it this kind of it's like late at night. This like kind of like intimate kind of, you know, feel be, like kind of a moment between them um, as he's finding. It. I thought that was uh, or, or it's the one when he doesn't get it. That's and it's and he's like sad and he opens it up. They're excited and then it's not the ticket and his grandpa is to give him a pep talk. That's what it was. And I, I just thought it was shot so well. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, my last nitpick, uh, yeah. So after Augustus has fallen into the chocolate river and Mm -hmm. also, you know, after they've gone on this crazy boat ride, I would think the parents would be so paranoid and would like (laughs) be holding on to their kids. Like, okay, let's just stay right with Willy Wonka. We're not going to touch anything. It's, it's a little they pretty quickly get over the like, you know, and and seeing Violet just inflate like something happens like this, they freak out, and then they're just, all right. Let's well, go on to the next thing. Act <laughs> like that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I would. Yeah, be be very um, worried, concerned, um, <laughs> wanting. To sue as a as a parent in this situation, get my yeah. child out of there. Clearly, the place is clearly not meant for children. <laughs> oh, there's a kind of related to this. There, when the Oompa Loompas do their song for Violet, the, after the song is over, the dad goes on this little tirade. But he like waited for them to get their song out before <laughs> before getting angry. That's very, very polite. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to appreciate that. All right. Yeah. Um, for my final nitpick, Charlie's first candy that he opens in an attempt of getting the golden ticket, it's not a chocolate bar, and it's not even a chocolate candy of any kind. <laughs> it's like a some kind of like cream-filled chocolate, like um, cake type cupcake type of thing. Well, what what the heck was going on there? Well. He thought that all the chocolate or that all the golden tickets had been found at that point. So no, I'm talking about the first thing he opens. Oh, in the movie. Hmm, I, I'd forgotten about when that. his whole family comes around and it's his birthday and they got him. Did his parents do that thing when <laughs> like you ask for something for your birthday and then yeah. your parents are like, "Oh yeah, we got it," but they actually got like <laughs> the thing next to it that's like similar but like worse. They got like the knockoff brand. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, I Wonka bar. That. 
So I there mean, was I never, think... a, there was no chance of a golden ticket being in there. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe you could say that they there actually were golden tickets in other Wonka products, and they just, but they really seem to be focused on these Wonka bars. So it's hard to, yeah, hard to I, say everyone's just buying up the plain Wonka bars. Yeah, yeah, not their yeah. Wonka pastries. So all right, so that's all of our nitpicks. Anything else? Last thoughts? Um, things you want to say about the movie, Sam? Uh, no, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Glad I got to revisit it. Yeah, I had a ton of fun. Definitely worth revisiting this movie. It's a different experience uh, as an adult. Um, so with that, thanks for listening to Movies with Heart. That's been our episode. Please rate and review on whatever podcast you listen to us on. And what, what, however you want to do that. Uh, you can reach If you want to reach out to us, you can use movies with heart on twitter or movies full of heart at gmail.com i think i got those right and yeah we'll see you next sunday thanks for listening mm-hmm.